support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Hey everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal, investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between three and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. I'm taking over the set of seat, Will. You're what? I'm replacing you as captain of the Enterprise. You'll stay on as executive officer. Temporary grade reduction to commander. You personally are assuming command? Yeah. May I ask why? My experience. Five years out there dealing with unknowns like this. My familiarity with the Enterprise, it's cruel. Admiral, this is an almost totally new Enterprise. You don't know her a tenth as well as I do. That's why you're staying aboard. I'm sorry. No, Admiral. I don't think you're sorry. Not one damn bit. I remember when you recommended me for this command. You told me how envious you were and how much you hoped you'd find a way to get a Starship command again. Well, sir, it looks like you found a way. Report to the bridge, Commander. Immediately. my video you can tell that i got a brand i'm running a brand new uh webcam courtesy of ebay well not well obviously the, the the adapter was available on ebay but i made a few adjustments to the video setup um you can find my icons on there which uh, include the subscribe to youtube instagram facebook and tiktok um until the for sale falls through and then I'll, I'll probably just get rid of that icon but in the meantime i'm also testing it out i went from a what is it a what is he? Logitech uh, CX4, uh, CX4 series or something like that, which is not a great, it's a decent webcam. It's good for like Zoom meetings and stuff like that. 
But for the entire time, uh, this podcast has been running for the past year and a half. I've been using that webcam. Well, I finally made an upgrade. Now I'm running with the Sony AX33, which is uh, actually I've been just running a couple tests on it this past weekend. And for a mere $10, I talked about it last week, I thought it was going to be too good to be true, and it was going to be $10 down the drain. But it turns out that this thing, this adapter, this HDMI adapter, works perfectly. So, uh, yeah, what a great little upgrade to the Spare Parts Studio. Now actually running a full-size uh, camera for the studio. It's fr- I'm, I'm, really, I'm really happy about that. I really, really am. I don't even know what the next step is going to be or how I'm going to make further adjustments. But, but, but the mere fact for just $10, I was able to make that really tiny adjustment. Uh, I'm really pleased about that. And once again, a little... A little tiny upgrade for a little bit of money goes a long way in quality. So uh, in the meantime, yeah, you can find me on all social media if you check out the video feed, which is available on YouTube YouTube, YouTube, and on pa, and on Facebook. Sorry, I've been stuck in uh, video editing land, uh, well, as you know, for the past week and a half now. Um, due to some opt-outs, I have to delay the uh, final draft submission of it for another day or two. But I'm pretty confident that I will have... Uh, as long as I get the go-ahead, I will have um, another video out early this week, and then I can move ahead to my next two projects, uh, which will definitely be more concept-based, uh, going back to the roots of what I want to do and the things I want to uh, put out there, uh, just for my own self-gratification, basically. Uh, coffee this week is uh, one part Durango and one part Aroma Joe's. Both whole bean, if you're interested. Uh, Durango blend, you can go ahead and look that up. I found it at a fresh market. It's actually quite good. Like I said before, if you're looking for a good quality whole bean, if there's like an oil or a gloss around the whole bean, you know you're going to be in for a treat when it comes to making like delicious coffee. So uh, those are the updates. New camera in the studio. Uh, new YouTube video will be out early this week, hopefully as long as all goes well. And let's see. I got lost. Um, actually, you know what's funny? It was... I don't know if you guys know, but I'm a big fan of Star Trek. I'm a big fan of Star Trek. I love sci-fi shit. I, I was just perusing out on YouTube. I was looking for some graphics and some effects to use for later concepts. And apparently there was a fan-made film. Um, if you guys don't know much about Star Trek, but and I haven't seen movies in a while. I know, um, But I found it was Star Trek The First Frontier. It was a fan-made film. It was It's terrible CGI, terrible graphics, and, you know, ho-hum uh ho-hum acting but it was cool and it was kind of refreshing to see an all original like fan-made type of indie film that that was just out there free for the internet 80 minutes long it was just good to be in a trekkie kind of mood because trekkie star trek when it first came out in the late 60s was cheesy and low budget tech and quirky and kind of funny and just explored weird odd topics um about exploration and compassion and everything about the human spirit and had an excellent cast and crew which later turned into a a six-part uh movie series which was fantastic uh you know uh, william shatner's still alive too but i loved i i loved the show I love the six part. Uh, it was well. I love the six movies that came out afterwards, um, all starring William Shatner. I was a big fan of those, but 
I there was it's called if you want to look it up if you're just in a, a quirky you know low budget cheesy Star Trek type of mood which a lot of you are Star Trek fans you can go and check out Star Trek the First Frontier it will rem- remind you a, quite a bit of the original Star Trek uh, TV shows so you can go and check that out but after I got lost in that I was doing an article. Mm. I was doing this thing about uh, it was a it was a dig dot com uh, clip about what would happen if you know we detonated all the nuclear bombs into space, which is a funny thing because if you think about it, detonating a nuclear bomb in space back in the late nineteen fifties is no big deal. You knock out a couple satellites and then there you have it. Imagine if you launched a nuclear weapon, which anybody could do, if you really just wanted to knock everything out of whack and launch one nuclear weapon into space. You have to remember we've ha- we've had a discussion on this podcast about Starlink. Starlink is Elon Musk's baby, where he's basically trying to create low-Earth orbit uh, internet access that can rival any DSL or cable company down here eventually. Well, right now, Starlink has 600 satellites in orbit, and they orbit in a certain way with connections to one another. Well, imagine if somebody just decided, like Pakistan or North Korea or Russia or China, just decided to send a nuke off into space, and that would be the end of that because not only would you have... It's different when you launch a nuke into space, but there's a, there's another piece of this that I want to get to, obviously. It's one thing if you launch a nuke, nuke into space, or, yeah, if you launch a nuke, obviously it has a radius, depending upon the size of it, for... Uh, EMP electromagnetic pulse and then it's actual detonation as far as how much damage it does to the ground because normally when a nuke explodes it doesn't hit the ground and blow up they nor it's nukes are mostly designed to detonate before they hit the ground like for example uh Hiroshima and Nagasaki those bombs were detonated I think a few thousand feet from what I remember a few thousand feet or one mile above the ground and then at that point they detonate, they co- and then the force of that comes down, and then it's just an incredible uh, piece of technology, an absolutely devastating piece of technology. But they detonate before they hit the ground. Um, also, to that effect, like, but that's one thing. It's it, the damage is localized for the most part, unless it hits like water or uh, you know, like a water source or whatever. But if you're detonating something in space, that's different. When the radioactive fallout, there's no gravitational pull to stop the gamma radiation from drifting, falling into the Earth's atmosphere at a certain distance. And then with gamma rays, they're highly dangerous. Gamma rays basically are like little tiny nuclear bullets that fly through your body. And if, a, if you get close to too much of gamma radiation, it's like a ton of bullets flying through you. and eventually just tears apart your DNA, your organs, and you just turn to mush. So what happens is, is when, I mean, if you launched one into space one nuke into space near Starlink, it would not only destroy the satellites, physically destroy the satellites, but the electromagnetic pulse would basically shut down any of those satellites. So if it launched near a few hundred of them, it would shut down all of them. When they did it in the late 19, early 1960s, there was three satellites up there. It turned off all three satellites. If you launched it in the middle of Starlink, it would cause massive chaos. Not And not just Starlink, but the International Space Station, all the other communication satellites and global, position, global positioning satellites that are up there, it would be massive chaos. And it wouldn't just be American satellites that they would be d- disabling. It would be uh, commercial satellites, country, country satellites, anything that was out there. 
and not to mention all the space trash that was just floating out there randomly from other from other launches and stuff that would be severely affected because the force of that blast would send all that space debris in flying directions that could do so much more damage. It was it would essentially be nuclear shrapnel. So what they were doing is they were testing at certain altitudes what would happen when this nuke goes off, what kind of damage it would do, and what kind of effects it would have. Well, one of these fucking things, it's on its way up into into the uh, into orbit, not well into orbit, but into space. And for some reason, it malfunctions. Now, this island known as uh, the Atolls, there's Midway Atoll, there's Johnst- and there's Johnston Atoll. Johnston Atoll is off the coast of Hawaii, but, uh, definitely a ways away. But if you were to say, what's it closest to, Johnston Atoll, you'd say the Hawaiian Islands. What happened was they were launching, they were launching nuclear missiles from this thing, from this island, to see what would happen in certain explosive areas, like what's launching in the clouds and see what happens when a bomb blows up there, what's launching into space. Well, one of them malfunctioned about a few miles up, and out of fear of it landing and exploding on the ground, well, they blew it up in the middle of the air. So they detonated in the sky a nuclear weapon. Well, what happened after that was all the debris from the web, all the debris, uh, the parts, and all the radioactive material, because they don't thermodetonate this weapon they just blow it up so you can blow up a nuclear missile without it going you can blow up you can detonate let me word this properly you can detonate a nuclear and it's designed to you designed and you can work around it detonate a nuclear weapon without it going to full yield so you blow up a bomb but it doesn't create that nuclear weapon uh effect however you did just the problem is is even though you didn't you know, go full Nagasaki in the middle of the air, in the middle of the sky, you did go essentially Chernobyl in the middle of the fucking air. And all that material just comes falling down and just crashes right on top of Johnston Atoll Island. And the whole island is just covered in radioactive debris and is essentially, for the longest time, uninhabitable. But it's just now the whole grounds is all nuclear waste, all nuclear material, all nuclear, all nuclear fallout. And it's just so you can go and look that up. You can type it. You can actually Google Johnston T O N Johnston Island or Johnston Atoll Island, and then you, it'll pinpoint right in the middle of the Pacific Ocean where exactly it is. Some notable uh, areas where it's near: Hawaiian Islands, Midway, which was one of the most notable battles in the uh, in World War II, and then there's the Marshall Islands. And then the closer you get to, let's see, let me zoom out a little, get out of here. Let's zoom out a little bit. Um, no, it's right in the middle of the ocean. It's not near anything. Like, it's not near Papua New Guinea. It's not near Japan. It's just in the middle of the ocean. Hey, we're out here. So, yeah, that's what they did. They blew up a nuclear weapon due to a, a rocket malfunction. The thing fell back to Earth and, you know, wrecked the whole island with radioactive debris. But it was just a. It, w- it was just talking about what would happen if you were to send every nuclear weapon into space, and what would happen if you blew them all up at the same time, and what kind of damage it would do. It's one of those catastrophic like, worst case scenarios. Why are we doing this? But fuck it, let's find out anyways. Well, we did. Uh, I mean, in the early in the 1940s, 1950s, and 1960s, we were doing us and Ru- and the Soviet Union at the same time. We're doing a ton of nuclear weapons tests. Tons. I mean, we were trying to we were trying to outdo each other. It was a giant nuclear pissing contest 
We were trying to see who could get to the moon first, who could dig the deepest hole. That was Russia. Who could dig? Uh, who could detonate the world's largest nuclear weapons? That was also Russia. Um, who could get to the moon first? That was us. Well, there are some people that you know. There are the conspiracy theorists who said we never went, but for the most part, uh, Russia, Russia dug the deepest hole, which nobody cares about. The Americans got to the you Americans got to the moon first. However, the Russians were the first to put somebody in space. The Russians put Yuri Gagarin into space before uh Scott not Scott Glenn, he's an actor. Uh something Glenn. John Glenn, excuse me, got into space first. So the Russians in the Cold War races were kicking the shit out of us. And they have more nuclear weapons than us. It's just that they spent all their time in a warlike economy that eventually they just fell apart. Um so, yeah, they had that going for him. So, congratulations. Hmm. So, yeah, that was kind of what happened. Anyways, I wanted to... I know that October is coming up pretty quickly. You know, it's funny. I don't... With everything that's going on right now, I have no idea what Halloween parties are going to look like, what uh, trick-or-treating is going to look like. I have no... I just... I don't even know how this is going to work. I don't... I personally don't care like at all about if people show up, people are going, I'm usually pumped. Like I want the kids to show off because I can sell them at auction. But in the ones I don't, the ones I, ch I sh shoo away, I always leave them with good candy. I usually let them ch choose between like a lollipop or, you know, some type of uh crunch bar or something. I usually give them something decent, you know? And I, I, I learned the first time I, I've done it three years in a row now. Now that I've gotten my, my, social shit together my financial shit together now i'm able to be like okay i'm gonna go spend 50 bucks on candy cool um i usually do pretty well and i don't run out anymore like i'm good until the very end and then i have backups too in case like i have like sprees or you know those gross ass candies left over but um there was an article i mean some type of halloween has to happen right i don't want to cancel halloween just because everybody else is afraid of a little covid but there was uh, on eat this not at eat this not that Paige Bennett dropped a uh, dropped a bloggy poo about the nineteen beloved candy bars ranked by how toxic they are. So I just want to jump into this article too. This is a short Sunday leftovers, so let's just go ahead and get right to it. Uh, when you think of Vanity Candy Bar, you probably recall childhood memories like trick or treating, begging your parents for candy, blah blah blah. Candy bars are no they're no health food. No candy bars never were health food. Hell, protein bars aren't even health food. Shit, protein bars are basically just glorified candy bars. Um, here are some of the most toxic candy bars on the market, ranked from bad to the absolute worst. You can get fun-sized bars, but uh, more on what exactly goes on when you eat certain foods. We check out. Okay, so Eat This Not That is like a great food blog website, so you can if you can pick and choose what you want there. Just go to eatthis.com. Uh, but they say number 19 is 100 grand. Now I'm going to tell you... It, Will uh do I like this candy bar? Will I eat it? Yes or no as well. So number one uh is a hundred grand. Uh, even the last see, eight grams of fat, ninety grams of milligrams of sodium, thirty-one grams of carbs, one gram of protein, twenty-two grams of sugar. Even the last item on this list clocks in at two hundred calories, uh, which would be better than allocated towards a healthy fueling snack that won't leave you with a sugar crash. So for example, like uh. A serving of olive oil is 120 calories. So 100 grand is uh, 200. 
The 100 grand, 22 grams of sugar. So if you decide to indulge, it's best to recommend to overcome a sugar crash by by consuming healthy sources of protein. Reese's Take Five. Reese's Take Five is like a newcomer. 100 grams have been around for about two million years. Reese's Take Five, uh, 210 calories, 11 grams of fat, 210 milligrams of sodium, and 26 uh, carbs, 26 grams of carbs, gram of fiber. Ooh, yeah, that'll get you through the day. And 18 grams of sugar, 3 grams of protein. If you aren't familiar with Reese's Take Five, this candy bar has five main components, peanuts, peanut butter, pretzels, caramel, and chocolate. You could probably make something like that for yourself at home. That is high, uh, each high in calories, sugar, fat, and combination of the three. Although these ingredients can be enjoyed separately in moderation, combining them all into a monstrous candy bar spells disaster for your health. I would agree. Mm. Would I eat it? Yes, I would. Absolutely. Heath Bar is an absolute yes, I would eat. I love Heath Bars, especially score bars. So 210 calories, 13 grams of fat, 140 milligrams of sodium, 24 grams of carbs, 24 grams of sugar. Um, around since 1914, Heath bars are a longtime favorite consisting of toffee and milk chocolate. That's it. That's it. Considering that toffee itself is made with butter and caramelized sugar. Oh, so good. It is unsurprising that this candy bar is so high in sugar. Sugar. Heath bars have also more fat than several of the candy bars on the list because it has butter in it. So. Uh, number 16, Caramello. Will I eat a Caramello made by Cadbury? Uh, yes, I was actually a big fan of Caramello when I was younger. Uh, one bar, 210 calories, 9 grams of fat. So also, it also tells you uh, grams how saturated the fat is. So five of those 9 grams of fat are saturated. Saturated fat's not a bad thing. Saturated fat's not a bad thing. It's just, it depends on how you're using it. And in a candy bar, well, all right. Uh, 45 milligrams of sodium. Sodium doesn't matter to me, not at all. Sodium's not an issue. Uh, they just put it in there because it's a number. 29 grams of carbs, that can be an issue. 25 of those grams of carbs are 25. 25 of those grams are sugar. And then three grams of protein. Caramello was once introduced to the candy bar to the candy market in 1968. Unsurprisingly, caramel cloaked in a thick layer of chocolate is far from good for you. So this is, I mean, ooh, this is a new one. So everybody's familiar with Kit Kat, but they got one called the birthday cake. Birthday cake, depending upon how you eat it, uh, in, in what form or how the quality of how it's made, whether it's in ice cream or in a protein bar or what have you, can be hit or miss. Normally when I have birthday cake flavored stuff, it's usually pretty good. But I've never had the Kit Kat birthday cake flavor. But one bar of this consider uh, 220 calories, 12 grams of fat, 7 grams of saturated fat, and 35 milligrams of sodium, 27 grams of carbs, 20 of, 20 of those 27 are sugar. Original Kit Kat bars are made pr already pretty unhealthy, but Kit Kat's new limited edition birthday cake flavor also takes the cake for being worse with an even higher calorie count. Also, although it does have slightly less sugar than the original flavor, it probably does best to skip both flavors if you have health concerns. Okay. Keep going. Almond Joy. Uh, would I eat an almond joy? Yes. Do I prefer them? Not really. I would abs I mean, if I had a choice, I would definitely pass on the almond joy. Uh, one bar is 220 calories, 13 grams of fat, 50 milligrams of sodium, 26 grams of carbs. 21 of those grams are sugar, two grams of protein, and two grams of fiber because it's got coconut in it. Almond joy was introduced in 1945 as a spinoff to Mounds. Unlike Mounds, Almond Joy is made up of milk chocolate rather than dark chocolate and almonds in addition to coconut. 
Almond Joy has a slightly fewer calories than its counterpart, but it's still not a healthy option. No argument here. Hershey's Original Milk Chocolate. Hershey's Original Milk Chocolate is like, to me, is also like Almond Joy. Yes, I would eat it, but I would most likely pass. I'm actually more likely to pass on the Hershey's Milk Chocolate than the Almond Joy. Matter of fact, I would take an Almond Joy over the Hershey's Milk Chocolate. I don't know why you need to know this information, but I'm telling you anyways. Uh, one bar, 220 calories, 13 grams of fat, 8 grams of saturated, 35 milligrams of sodium, 26 grams of carbs, 25 of those grams of carbs are, tw- are sugar. <whistles> Hershey's Original Milk Chocolate is an iconic candy bar that first made its debut in 1900. Although it sounds simple and seems like it would be better options compared to the bars with all the bells and whistles, this candy bar still has over 220 calories and 25 grams of sugar. Mm. A whatchamacallit. That's a hard one to find. I don't even know what the hell's in these things. Let's find out. 230 calories. That's what's definitely in it. 12 grams of fat. Oh, Jesus. 100 milligrams of sodium. That's aggressive. 28 grams of carbs. Okay. 21 of those grams are sugar and 3 grams of protein. A relatively newer option in the market, the whatchamacallit, introduced in 1978 and modified to its current formula with chocolate in 1987 is another candy bar that has more calories and sugars in a serving than one should eat. A whatchamacallit actually has more sugar than a frosted strawberry Pop-Tart. Ooh. Mounds. This is number 11. Mounds, 230 calories, 13 grams of fat, 55 millis of sodium, 29 grams of carbs, 20 grams of sugar, 2 grams of... Mounds is delighted many taste buds. On the surface, this combination of dark chocolate and coconut seems like a healthier pick, but it's still just loaded with sugar. The ingredients list here, corn syrup, ugh which is terrible for you. Sugar, milk fat, semi-sweet chocolate, among other ingredients, a far cry from simply dark chocolate and coconut. Dove bars. Okay, so would I eat a Mounds? Yes, I would. Would I eat over, over a Hershey bar? Yes, I would. Uh, Dove Silky Smooth Milk Chocolate Bar. These are delicious. Anything Dove is delicious. Uh, heavy calories, 230 calories, 13 grams of fat, 30 milligrams of sodium, uh, 24 grams of carbs. Dove caters to more than an adult audience, uh, other candy bars, but it's efforts and sustainability. Rainforest Alliance certified because uh, somebody's got to pick those chocolates. Somebody's got to pick the cacao. Do not detract from its unhealthy qualities. Luckily, these bars ah, are cut with smaller squares so you can break off a couple for better for portion size. Yeah, because that always works. Nestle Crunch Bars. Oh, hell yes. Nestle Crunch Bars. Blue pack. So blue package with red letters. Delicious. One bar, though, 230 calories, 12 grams of fat, 60 millis of sodium, 29 grams of carbs, 24 of those grams are sugar. Famous Crunch Bar has been in production since 1928 and features crisp rice coated in milk chocolate. Despite the simplicity, Crunch is high in both calories and sugar. This is another candy bar with a fun-sized option if you're really craving it. Yes. Butterfingers. I like Butterfingers. You can't overdo it with Butterfingers. You can get sick eating Butterfingers, but they are still good. Mm. But your teeth hurt after a while. Ah, Actually, they're hurting right now just thinking about it. So they are number eight on the list. So one bar, 250 calories, 10 grams of fat, 160 milligrams of sodium, 36 grams of carbs, 21 of them are sugar. Anything that sticks to your teeth this much has to be filled with sugar, and Butterfinger lives up to the expectation. In fact, the top two ingredients are corn syrup and sugar. Gross. The list goes on to me- mention palm oil, which is concerning for your health as well as public and planetary health. 
Number seven, Twix bars. Mm. Yes, absolutely Twix bars. Twix bars, I would take I would take a Twix bar over a Kit Kat, and I would take a Twix bar over what we just mentioned. What the hell did we just mention? I don't even fucking remember. Let's scroll. Oh, Butterfinger. So Twix over Kit Kat and Twix over Butterfinger. One package, 250 calories, 12 grams of fat, 100, 105 milligrams of sodium, 34 grams of carbs because it comes with two sticks. 25 of those grams are sugar. You are probably familiar with the left Twix, right Twix advertising campaign, and you aren't alone. If you laughed at the concept of eating both in one sitting, both the full-size package, left and right Twix included, have a high amount of calories and sugar. Depending upon your dietary needs, it also includes a quarter of your recommended fat intake. So maybe you should just pick one side. Six. Snickers. Snickers is the ultimate go-to candy bar. Uh, just for some reason, if you are, as the commercial says, not going anywhere for a while, grab a Snickers. A Snickers, for some reason, just kind of fills, kind of it just kind of you know puts fills the holes of your soul when you absolutely need it. A Snickers bar, I would argue, is probably the perfect candy bar. It really is. So that is number six on the list: two hundred fifty milligrams of calorie, two hundred fifty calories, excuse me, twelve grams of fat, one hundred twenty-five milligrams of sodium. 32 grams of carbs, 28 of those are sugar. Who can resist the caramel and chocolate concoction at the Snickers bar? This is ubiquitous candy bar is in every trick-or-treater's bag Halloween night and seemingly dominates the candy aisle at the grocery store. But before you grab this candy bar, keep in mind that the high calorie count matched with the high sugar content can really spell trouble for your health. And it's great for picking off kids with peanut allergies. Number five, Mr. Good Bar. Mr. Good Bar is a, to me, a subpar candy bar. Doesn't really live to the height. To me, it's like a, a knockoff version of a Snickers bar. Um, but it is 260 calories, 17 grams of fat, 50 milligrams of sodium, 27 grams of carbs, 23 of those are sugar. I'm not even bothered doing the, the grams of protein at this point because it's not going to help you. There's This is crude protein. It's shit. It's mostly coming from peanuts. It's not going to help you. Uh, Mr. Goodbar joined the Hershey's lineup in 1925 and was even marketed as a nutritional lunch option uh, during the Great Depression because it included peanuts. After that, you take a drag, drag of your cigarette, cigarette and you're good to go. Uh, but even the peanuts pose a health problem. They're coated in fat and fried. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. We've been experimenting with a peanut bar. Quote, we've been experimenting with a peanut bar, peanuts being a popular product with the American people, unquote, explains Samuel Henkel developer of Mr. Goodbar in a 1975 interview. We decided we better use Spanish peanuts rather than Virginia peanuts. We came up with the Spanish peanut, a small round peanut. We left very little red shell on the outside and called it roasted, but we really were frying the peanuts in fat, combining them with our milk chocolate. At 260 calories, you're bet much better off skipping it and munching on a handful of plain peanuts. But it's not the same. Number four, chocolatey payday. Payday, oh, payday to me is definitely the knockoff of the Snickers bar. One bar, 260 calories, 14 grams of fat, 100 millis of sodium, 29 grams of carbs, 27 of them are sugar. Recent years, companies have been reinventing classic candy bars, but that isn't always a good thing. Payday, which was around since 1932, is a prime example. In 2020, Hershey's launched the chocolatey one. The new candy bar adds a chocolate coating, plus 20 more calories and 6 more grams of sugar to the original candy bar. If you have to choose between the two, they say stick with the original. Number three, Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. I don't eat these much. I don't even think I like them all that much. 
I think I have a feeling I know which one is going to be number one. It's coming up, and it's probably my least favorite candy bar. But let's just keep going. One of them is probably my favorite, and the other one's probably my least favorite. Number Okay, so here's this one. Baby Ruth, 260 calories, 12 grams of fat, 7 grams of saturated, 130 milligrams of sodium, 35 grams of carbs, 28 of them are sugar. Baby Ruth candy bar has been a fan favorite since 1921 for nearly 100 years. Uh, what's in them? This popular candy is one of the highest calorie counts of all candy bars, and it's definitely not skimping on sugar either. It says peanuts, rich caramel, and smooth nougat. I'm a big fan of nougat. But to me, when it comes to a Baby Ruth versus a Snickers, a Baby Ruth comes in a distant second. Number two. All right. I have to admit, I'm a huge fan of number two. I'm a huge fan of the uh, dark chocolate version, and I'm an even huger fan, huger fan of the ice cream version of this. This is one of my favorite all-time candy bars for some reason. Uh, but the dark chocolate one blows me away. This is at number two. 240 calories, 9 grams of fat, 75 milligrams of sodium, 37 grams of carbs, 31 of them are sugar, and that is the Milky Way bar. In the candy bar universe, the Milky Way is one of the worst options you can eat. 31 grams of sugar in this candy bar is three times the amount of sugar you'd find in one glazed donut. According to Hartford Medical School, which is run by China, added sugar can increase your risk of heart disease. That, and that's the biggest culprit you'll find on many candy bars. And even surprising foods you never thought would be packed with sugar. Number one, my least favorite candy bar. The one, if you offered it to me, I would actually consider turning it down. 240 calories, 7 grams of fat, 95 milligrams of sodium, 42 grams of carbs, 36 of them are sugar. Three Musketeers is no friend to your health as it claims the number one spot as the worst candy bar. Although it is slightly lower in calories than a few other contenders, a full-size Three Musketeers bar comes in top of the unhealthiest candy bar thanks to a whopping 36 grams of sugar in one serving. The American Heart Association recommends a maximum of 36 grams of sugar in a day. Usually about 40 to 50 milligrams of sugar will trigger a massive insulin spike and pretty much shut you down for the day. Uh, blows your sugar budget for the day. Now imagine giving this candy bar to a child. So the thing with the Three Musketeers, I really just don't like. There's no, there's no contrast to it. So you get this, you get this weak chocolate on the outside. You get some type of creamy metal, but you get no crunch. You get no crunch, and you get no dis, dis, difference in flavor. With a with a Milky Way versus a Three Musketeers, a Milky Way has more delicateness to it. It's more decadent. It has uh, a better quality of flavor to it. It's contrasted properly, and you, it's even more contrasted when you eat the dark chocolate version of the, th of the, of the Milky Way. With the Three Musketeers, it's just you bite, you take one big bite of it, and you're just like, all right, I'm good with this one bite. You really, it's, it's almost, if, even if you had the uh, small version of it, it's still not really even worth eating. So out of all these candy bars, even even the original Hershey's bar, I would take over a Three Musketeers. I just I'm, I see no value in a Three Musketeers. I think it's just too much. It's I'd rather pull my teeth out with a Charleston Chew than even go near a Three Musketeers. So uh, we're at 33 minutes. I'm going to close up shop for today. Uh, if you have more questions or comments about the Eat This, Not That article about candy bars coming up or which ones you think I would recommend, 
for uh, Halloween, go ahead and hit me up, positive sarcasm at outlook.com. You can subscribe to my social media channels. Check out the YouTube channel, Positive Sarcasm and Positive Sarcasm Podcast. And I'll have, hopefully, uh, I'll have another product, a final product available on my YouTube channel for uh, Oceanside Part 2, or hopefully later this week. Uh, I'm going to go back to editing that once I finish uploading the podcast. But uh, we're at 34 minutes. I'm done for the day. You can subscribe to this podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, uh, anywhere, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, PodBay, CastBox, anywhere where podcasts are available. You can also stream it through my website, PositiveSarcasm.com, and, of course, find my YouTube channel, Positive Sarcasm Podcast, if you just want to watch the video. I'll go ahead and edit it with the brand-new camera that I'm using for it. Go ahead and check that out. Uh, until then, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. I will talk to you all next week. If you have any questions or comments, just email me through my website or support the channel any way, shape, or form you can. Posing music, questions, comments, movie reviews, whatever. If you're a Trekkie fan, you like Star Trek, go ahead and check out Star Trek The First Frontier. It's available out on YouTube then, uh, YouTube now. And I actually, I don't even know how many people have seen it, but probably plenty. And uh, wait for wait for my new video to drop later this week, and then wait for more video concepts to drop on my regular YouTube channel. But thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. I will talk to you all on Wednesday. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation.
PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate.